0: WSTN-DB HD1, Atlanta, Charlotte, a situations media station, giving you the news of the world from the eyes of our community. It's Straight No Chaser with Corey on the 102.6 The Situation. Good morning, beautiful broadcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode where it's third, not shaken. So, awaken your minds because it's time for Straight No Chasers. I... I'm so glad to be in June. May was dragging. I don't know. It was, I felt like it was taking forever. Actually, I mean, some people say it was going slow, it was going fast, but um, maybe I just went a lot. I mean, who knows? I went. To, I was in Miami last week. Super, super fun. I'm not really a Florida girl. I don't really like the weather there, but that was a good time to go. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too overwhelming, and it wasn't raining, so that's good. So. I had a good time, was drinking most of the time. Unfortunately, one of the girls we were with ended up, like, splitting, like, her lip, like, from, like, the, like almost, like, her nose all the way to, like, the her was very tragic. So, remember, guys, um, don't drink and run into gates, especially not wire gates. That's a bad idea. Um, and if you can't handle the drinks, just leave them alone. <laughs> um, it's not for you. Um, but yeah, living my best life, of course, that's the goal every time. And, you know, I like, I'm 23, you guys, like, I've got some more yacht, yacht uh, Miami nights to go. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we got to get into some of these topics. I can't tell y'all too much about my escapades in Miami. Just know what happens in Miami stays in Miami. Um, It was lit. Had a good time with um, some really good girls. And I'm not even like a girly girl. I don't really go out much, but I I was trying to try something new and trying to get out there more. I'm looking forward to um, Atlanta Curve Weekend. That's July 29th to 31st. And I'm super excited to go meet and network with beautiful people, beautiful-minded Um, individuals and (laughs) I hope to see you all there check it check them out on Instagram this is not a sponsorship this is not an endorsement I'm just saying I'm excited because um, that's why I'm you know that's just something to look forward to I know a lot of things are going on in the world and there's a lot of negativity especially with politics and every now and again it's okay to acknowledge some good that's going on in the world right Um, so the Moving on, topics for today: we're going to talk about Brittany Grinner, um, NBA, um, WNBA basketball star, um, and Africa's development to debt ratio. And then we're going to end it off with a very creepy um, note about monkeypox. So this should be a really in-depth conversation um, that you know, hopefully you'll have with your family, your friends. I know some of these things, some of these things probably have been going on in your mind, and just haven't really thought it all out. And so I'm here to I'm here to go through that with you. Those you know those things that are going on. Um, and I'm here. I'm here to to take off some of the anxiousness about uh, what's going on that I guess we've been given through like mass media,s like social like social media. A lot of things are like. I guess not romanticize but like dramatized or propaganded in, in a way so um, hopefully I can I can you know shake you up a little bit and steer you um so you you know walk away with um, a good feeling and not so much anxiety, anxiety right so just to start off our WNBA star Brittany grinner was was supposed to be released the beginning of May. Fortunately it is June and um, she's still being detained and, I don't know I, I told, you know told you about this a little while ago, but she was detained in Russia in the beginning of February because she was caught going through the airport the Russian airport with uh, some oil cartridges of marijuana. THC oil, and according to Russian authorities, that was a significant enough um, amount of marijuana or THC in order to uh, get her sent to prison in Russia or for her to be detained in Russia in up to 10 years or a very hefty fine. Um, Brittany Grinner, she's you know well-known NWA star. She's a great player and has a lot of family waiting on her to come home. And because she was supposed to be released a month, well, last month, the beginning of um, May, it is very unfortunate. And people are still, you know, concerned that this may be the Russians playing like, like she's being a pawn. In some political game, I know since the you know the war between Ukraine and Russia, the United States has put a lot of sanctions, financial sanctions on Russia, and they think this is some type of like I don't know some type of game to you know to say like oh we've got power too like I don't know how Brittany Grinner has anything to do with uh, oil um, <laughs> or you know inflation. But um I I, I, I guess this is just Russia throwing around their weight and their ability to control um, Grinner's fate for really because at the end of the day it was an illegal substance um, being transported across uh, internet like international air Ways so I mean unfortunately she has to do with uh, what comes with that. She's said to be released, or the new date of her release is June 18th. But the, the State Department has the United States Department has classified Grinner as a wrongfully detained um person in Russia in her case is now being handled by the Office of US Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs. So we, you know, see that our you know our government is definitely stepping in and i think there's you know people calling on biden to like you know biden come on and do something you know you know pull a hard a hard um hard power and i don't really know what he has left like to leverage cuz he's already done a lot to sanction russia because of the war so it's kind of like what do you have to like pull <laughs> um you know it's kind of hard when you've already made, like, such bad, like, bad blood that you can't really ask them for a favor, like, hey, can you just let um, our citizen go for, you know, this illegitimate uh, crime, and, then, like, and that's what I said, like, these oil cartridges, like, if you've ever seen the oil cartridges, it's not that much, it's not that much THC, and it's not even, like, the actual plant. it's just the oil, so, you can't really distribute it <laughs> like so. It was is so I can understand why they're you know saying she's being wrongfully detained. Um, to spend ten years for a cartridge for oil cartridge is like it's crazy because she probably didn't even get it from Russia. She probably got it from America and she brought it with her and then brought it back um, without having an issue. But then they called an issue because it wasn't like she had this big suitcase. It was like a duffel bag. So I don't know. I think that Biden is going to get a lot of slack if he doesn't help Brittany Grinner. And I know this hasn't made like national, national news, but at the end of the day, the people that voted for you, i.e. Black people, um, they're going to have the biggest like impact because 2024 is, like, right around the corner. If you guys didn't know, like, 2022 is, like, almost over, So (laughs) he doesn't have a lot of time to show up for the large community that did show up for him in 2020. So this is a very significant case that is going on that we maybe should be paying attention to a little bit. Not only because it's a black basketball star, but because... This could potentially have a great impact on the elections that is coming up. Um, not only in November, because, um, you know, it really has nothing to do with our Senate races, but once our Senate races does happen and we see, you know, what the makeup of the House and Senate looks like, you know, it really could you know, change the impact and political makeup of, of these next few years. Um, so we, we definitely should be paying attention. So, keep putting the hashtag out free, Brittany Grinner. She is definitely um, in need of our support and um, attention. She's been in uh, secret correspondence with some of her family members. I know she has a wife, and she's um, hasn't been able to speak to anybody for the last, you know for four months, four or five months. So I think I think yesterday or to, today made. I think yesterday made a hundred days or hundred and five days that she's been in there, so she hasn't been able to speak to her family that whole time. Um, that's a lot of time, a hundred days. I don't know if I could do it. actually um, being in like a you know a foreign country and um, being forced to not be able to speak to them. I can see if it's an option. but um, yeah, this is uh, you know any, uh, this is a lot for anybody to take. So we want to keep showing support to Brittany Grinner, keep praying for her and her family, and continuing to keep up on what's going on and yeah next we're going to be talking about more international issues I know we haven't I have not done a lot of international anything um recently just because I felt like America was just going through its own issues and we got to fix our own stuff and handle and know about our stuff that's going on before we go anywhere um you know cuz a lot of our a lot of the, our listeners or my listeners are american and no shade to my international listeners as well appreciate you for listening but y'all got stuff going on but we got a lot going on over here we're struggling clearly um, but one thing I, I did want to speak on was africa's development and development to debt ratio um mostly Ghana. Ghana is the fastest growing economy in Africa, and we've just seen a lot of different, you know, a lot of their growth, you know, coming to play just recently between like 2006 to now, and I'm super excited to see it. Um, We see a lot of their influences coming musically, and it's, you know, I love Afrobeats. I don't know anybody who don't. If you don't love Afrobeats, you just don't know good music, okay? Um, And I've seen the... um, their influence in the world, as far as, far as like when the Ukraine situation um, happened, the war, we saw them take on a lot of that um, that burden of having to like um, bring back some of the Ghanaian students, um, and you know really prepare you know themselves to take on a you know load of people who may be fleeing from these situations, right? So shout out to those African countries. I know the largest economies in Africa are Nigeria, Egypt, and uh, I believe Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to keep um keep those, you know, those countries in our prayers as well because we want them to thrive because they've been kind of taken advantage of for so long and now that they're being invested in in a positive, more positive way, we can really see what power Africa truly has. We have, you know, we are huge, you know, not we, but Africa's GDP is over trillions of dollars as a whole, not even just like individual countries. Individual countries, (laughs) they're over billions, billions of dollars of GDP, you know, gross domestic product. And I think for a long time it was being... Overlooked because it was being taken advantage of um, by uh, people who weren't looking to invest to build Ghana up, but invest to take advantage of Ghana. Right. So let's just be clear who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the United States <laughs> and the UK. Um, it was, you know, it was something. It's something that. We kind of like blame politi- like African corruption. Like, oh, like the politicians are so corrupt, and they're not doing anything for our countries. They're just taking the money and going. And it's because there was no set. It was. It's always like, okay, here's a billion dollars. Do what you want. And it's never here. I'm going to set you up. You know, want to do this for you. I'm going to put this road here. I'm going to help you build this. You know, building like, and then give you these opportunities. Um, to build your economy because, I mean, ultimately um, Africa is more of like a digging ground for some investors and not a building ground. So we've seen the largest investors in Africa have, you know, shifted from, you know, U.S. or U.K. to now China, China's economic influence, um, providing the, you know, have a huge amount of debt um i mean you know africa's in debt to china um but they've also given a lot of jobs mostly to some of the stuff that they invested in um well giving them to and i think what a lot we a lot of what we see in what china is doing especially i know what's happening in jamaica is that they're doing these things they're building these roads, they're doing all these things but all the jobs are going to their chinese men like they're they're giving all the work um, to the people that don't live there. So, and it's a it's a give and take. Like, are you willing to compromise your country's um, economic ability to you know build their own, or you know in, in 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 I guess like in exchange for this good that China is providing? I feel like in the past, um, investors in Africa, especially the U.S., has been, you know, not only interested in economic influence, but political, political, economic, and cultural influence. And it has not been good. I know everybody's probably seen or heard about Rwanda. The United States was big on providing... On, on the world's armed trades, like big on providing guns and less on like resources that can actually build up these communities. And they were getting upset because it's like you giving us you giving us these guns to take power to get what you want done in our country, but want not asking us or not providing us what we need to build our own country up the way we want to build it. Um, it it's just It speaks to, you know, United States control. Like, they want to build up democracy and bureaucracies in a U.S. organized way everywhere. (laughs) Like, they want their political influence to be everywhere without having to give up a large percentage of their checkbook. (laughs) Western influence as far as Christianity, LGBT, guns, and... um, like it's like how, you know, gender roles. A lot of what the U.S. is, you know, trying to influence is, is cultural. It's like trying to like say that here we're this great Christian country who's who pride ourselves on giving people freedom of choice. We shouldn't control women, but we should. <laughs> like, and so it's setting up um, these unauthentic, really unauthentic ideas about what America is and what other countries should aspire to be, you know. It is just setting unreasonable expectations Um, because ultimately Africa is not America. We have different histories and cultures and uh, a diverse, they have a much more diverse like religious culture, Um, it's different tribes, so it's a lot more diverse than America, and I don't think they can properly um, appreciate all the different differences that Africa has without causing a division that could potentially lead to war. Um, All America knows is war (laughs) and division based on race, um, if not, you know, social, you know, status. And I just don't think we need a capitalist-driven Africa. Like, and it's already gone there. I know a lot of them are already, you know, goes around entrepreneurship and businesses and making sure that um, there's a caste system between um, tribes that want to be a part of the capitalist system who are you know now considered lower class to people who want to be a part of these um, communities and work in these companies and developments um, as middle class. And then you have the just rich that are benefiting mostly just from check to, (laughs) like, hand-in-hand, you know, distribution of money from these companies. So I feel like China becoming the new, like, superpower in the world is trying to develop their economic influence in a way that's going to look a lot different than what America has done. America has done a lot of... um, has done a lot of making sure that countries still depend on them in a way, even after the fact that they've given them assistance. Um, and China has been more so like helping to develop these countries so that they can have a constant economic like inflow of cash, inflow of money, moving forward, you know, helping, like, we don't want to just give you this money, like, as an investment and not make any money out of it, but also make money out of it continuously, so, like, years to go on. <laughs> like, they want to be in this for the long haul, and that's where I think they will be, uh, you know, they're, they they kind of, I feel like China's kind of learned from America, like, here's what you don't do. This is what you're not supposed to do when you're, you know, investing in countries and when you're giving out money to these countries. Right? And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, but then they're like showing that democracy doesn't work or that democracy is not the way. And then I really don't see how that like corresponds. Like if communism is working for China, if their dictatorship or their situation is working for them and their country, you know, is being fed, um, their middle class, <laughs> their lower class is our middle, is our middle class. So come on, like look, like you got to look at the bigger picture. And now, you know, for a long time, China was, Was bad, like their lower class was lower class eating dogs, you know everything. Now those things are a delicacy. (laughs) Um, But the lower class for a long time was a very impoverished group that they just, and there was a large population, not just a a little bit, but a large population of China was without food, and they went years on years, and they they used this cheap labor to you know uphold these American countries and America just kept investing and investing and investing and was, in you know, putting a lot of money into China. And now China is the superpower. And so we need to really be paying attention to like, OK, maybe Ghana, Nigeria. Are you guys paying attention? Like, do you see what they're doing? Like, take advantage of these investors, take advantage of this opportunity and grow and there will be there will be some you know people a part of your community that won't be able to benefit that won't be able to financially um be successful amongst the, this time of like growth and development um i know that they've they've the only way for ghana to increase its development because as you know the economy is not just bad in america the economy is has you know went with inflation after covid all the you know covert relief uh debt that people went into um Everybody, not most, most not everybody, but most people are down bad, except for China, China is up there. <laughs> China, Russia, they're winning. Um, but anyway, they, there's you know, America is not the only ones dealing with uh, gas prices being at an all-time high, and with Ghana trying to develop and dealing with this economic crisis, um, the only way is to increase their debt. Um, I know they need about six billion dollars to make up for all the losses. And so they're looking to um, you know, get more money from investors or raise taxes within their citizens. And I know a lot of them, I mean, a lot of us are just like, uh-uh, you're not taking my money for nothing. You can't have it. You're gonna have to take it out of my dead hands and they will do it. <laughs> I don't think I would say that to a bunch of people, but um yeah it's like what other way do you have but to increase property taxes or personal you know income taxes um and it's over over a million people in, in Ghana in these huge countries it's not like you know they need um <laughs> you know a hundred dollars out of your tax out of your check every day but um It's definitely going to cause some issues. I know that a lot of a lot of protests have been happening in Ghana, just you know, against um, like they want the country to be fixed, but don't want to have to pay for it. So, and Americans know know that you know know that problem all too well. We totally get it. We're we're on the same boat. But Ghana, y'all just like y'all just got here. Like, I just got here yesterday. We've been, we've been dealing with this for the past, like, I don't know how many years. Um, yeah, y'all can deal with, you know, up and down inflation rates. This is one time. Um, in this video, I don't, like, Ghana has, you know, like I said, Ghana is the fastest growing economy in Africa right now. They've gone, they've came a long way in a very, um, short amount of time. So, shout out to them. And I just want them to keep going. Like, don't let this hiccup, don't let this, you know, economic crisis stop you, um, continuing to, um, you know, unfortunately, they're in debt by 78% of their, their GT, GDP, like, and that's a lot, like, if you're, like, almost 545 million, and in that's, you know, your your net worth, or your GDP, then, you're almost, like, entirely, like, you have to pay all that money back. Like, you don't you actually have any money. <laughs> like, you're not even making anything at this point. So, um, yeah, we definitely have, you know, some figuring out to do, and it seems like the only way is to get more in debt, and nobody likes to do it. The, the U.S. is in the same position we can't help nobody, to be honest. Like, and I know, like, oh, they keep giving out money. No, they're just literally printing money, and that's it's going to keep lowering our dollar. Like, the United States is going to have a lower vol- value dollar after this. <laughs> like, it won't be as um, valued as in the UK or Chinese money or whatever currency value that other people have. We will not be a superpower (laughs) anymore if we keep moving the way we're doing economically and not producing at the same rate, right? A lot of people don't want to go back to work. And, you know, people have gone back to work now, but a lot of people didn't want to go back to work. Um, We had a whole, like, truck protest. Like, truckers didn't want to go back to work for a minute. The ports were filled with these, you know, crates of... Our stuff, our food, our food, we have a food shortage. We have a gas um, issue. And so, this is just, this just shows like, okay, we went through this global pandemic. Everybody was impacted by this one disease everywhere. But now we're going through like this economic pandemic. Like everybody's being impacted by this one global (laughs) pandemic that's causing us to all, you know, have to figure out, you know, financially where we're going next and how do we move forward um and this is like and a lot of people are like America first America first you know we need to worry about America we need to worry about America only Americans everybody else can you know be you are like unimportant but ultimately if if America's down bad everybody's down bad because for one like I just said Ghana their they're the biggest investor is China, but China's good, but the other investor is the United States, and if the United States is, you know, their stocks are going down. If their business is going down, then that means Ghana's is, is going down, because y'all don't got no money for us, So we was getting money off of y'all, but now we, y'all broke. We broke. How, how this is this going to work? So we just got to be more cautious of, like, we're not all, we're not individuals, like, we're in a we're sharing this globe we're sharing this world and we cannot be selfish like and i don't understand um how capitalism is supposed to work in this very individualistic um you know sense when we're all connected like how can we be okay knowing that um ultimately and like if capitalism works like in china where okay a large group of people will have to be poor for a close, for a huge amount of time until we finally get up, right? And so all of us are on a good page, but I just haven't seen the United States do that. Like, I feel like the poor have always been poor and bad poor, like not even like a good poor, like not even like China's poor, but I'm talking about the poor have always had to like, you know, make a dollar stretch and depend on the government and it don't look good, you know what I'm saying? And so, I just don't know how capitalism works in America and benefits other countries at the same time. So we, you know, we're just gonna watch how this this plays out. It's going to play out in front of our eyes. I know we're now all awake. Um, We've paid attention since the pandemic, and I've, you know, been having these conversations. So I just want we I want us all to continue to pay attention to what. How this is going to to turn out um, politically, socially, economically, and culturally um, and our relationships with um, other countries as well. Um, Real quick before I go, I just wanted to quickly um, discuss monkeypox. Um, Now, it says that monkeypox was supposed to be found in the United Kingdom um there and then there was spain and then it was portugal and now in the united states right we have like 21 americans infected with monkeypox since i guess like the last 21 hours and it's just a like small spread that's like spreading and spreading and spreading and i mean hopefully it doesn't get to like you it's kind of like covid when it first happened but like it was so much covid was so much more faster it was like how did how did the bodega down the street get covid and that june was just in china like two seconds ago i'm confused <sighs> so um we never and, and like i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if somebody down the street from me i was like yeah like if i saw all my citizens that somebody got monkeypox i'm not gonna be i'm gonna wear gloves everywhere like the only way you can get monkeypox is if you're in contact with somebody who has it like you know human human to human transmissions um, it is um, an effect, a skin rash. That's a, it provides a skin lesions, um, and it also gives you a fever as well. Those are some of the symptoms, um, and it takes about like three to ten days to you know. And it's a it's a it's a, a variation of smallpox, and I guess it's like derived from monkeys, a rare disease with symptoms similar to smallpox. Um, unfortunately, um, every time you see it on the news, there's this black person with bumps on their hands. But according to Africa, they've had no cases show up at all in the recent, like recently, there's no cases of monkeypox. But everywhere you go, like on CNN and everywhere, you see a bunch of black people with monkeypox, and it's like, that's is it monkeypox or is it smallpox? Like, they like, why don't you just show the people that have it that are coming up with it because it might be a different strain? Like, you you're bringing them smallpox in Africa. Like, why did you Google that picture? <laughs> but anyway, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the point in using uh, Africans as the smallpox break 2022 small, smallpox outbreak picture for your article. Like, how did that make sense? Especially if it wasn't in Africa. But, you know, journalists do what they want. Say what they please. And tell the story how they want but i digress thanks for keeping up with straight no chases and i hope you tune in next week for another episode where you're stirred not shaken. stay woke on 102.6 the situation love you Amen. Hey.